Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Meraki Unbox podcast. My name is Sammy Brenner. You know who I am. You know the sound of this voice. We have another great episode of the podcast today, and I'm looking forward to taking you through the episode. Um, Before we get in and I introduce our guest, though, I do want to call something out quickly. If you want to collaborate with us, if you have ideas for the podcast, if you're a listener and you, you know, want to give your input or your two cents or your feedback, reach out to our team. Let us know. We are willing and able and want to partner with you. Our listeners are such an instrumental part of this podcast. So uh, the more feedback we get from you and the contribution, the better. So just want to say that before we jump in. Okay, so our guest today is Alexandra Zagary, and she's the Vice President of Cisco's Partner Managed Services and Excess Sales Organization. She leads the development of Cisco's strategy to drive 10 billion plus, yes, that's 10 billion, in partner managed services, the business at Cisco, and kind of that go-to-market capability, which is incredible. Um, So her team accelerates, you know, meaningful business outcomes for partners and customers by developing new business models, offers, and programs to support the managed service and uh, services business kind of route to market. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Alexandra. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me, Sammy. I'm so excited to, to join the podcast today. Fantastic. Well, we're very excited to have you on. I know we've been uh, waiting and, and kind of we had a lot of scheduling to, to make this happen. So we're thrilled that it's happening and you're here. And I can't wait to learn more about uh, our managed service offering in general and, and learn more from you. I look forward to it. Yay. So, so let's dive in. I love starting with this question. Tell us and the listeners, you know, what is your story and how did you land at Cisco A? And, and second of all, how did you get into technology? Sounds uh, okay. I don't even know where to start because it is such a long story. We could spend the whole <laughs> podcast talking about this. So yeah. I've been at Cisco for a little over eight years. I actually started in the UK. So my, my, my accent doesn't give it away, but um I've been living in about, I've lived in and worked in 10 countries, but um, most of my time, most of my working time was was spent in the UK. I went to college there. And I had just come out of a startup where I was building music apps for uh, service providers. And I had previously been at BlackBerry and at Yahoo and at Citibank. And uh, and I was looking for the for the next thing. And uh, and so I joined the service provider team in EMEA and, uh, and then ended up... Um, running uh, the, the partner or a part of the partner organization in EMEA, eventually moved over to the US just uh, four years ago, just before the pandemic, to lead collaboration sales. And, and then uh, uh, two and a half years ago, Oliver invited me to join him in the Global Partner and Routes to Market organization uh, to build and lead the managed services and as a service team. So it's been quite a ride. Um, and, and that's what's so cool about Cisco. I've, I've done so many different things and now I've crossed two continents. Wow. That is incredible. And, you know, they say one company, a million different careers at Cisco. And it sounds like you're one of those um, employees who really has had that experience. You've really jumped around. I have. And I think that's one of the beauties of working for a company with the, with the breadth and the depth of Cisco, you can really uh, do different things. And, um, 
You can also work in parts of the business that are more mature, or you can work in parts of the business where we are disrupting and building. Um, so, so that's what we've been doing in, in the partner managed team. Even though it's a $9 billion business today, and a lot of Meraki business, because Meraki is our best managed services platform, if not the best one in the industry. Um, you know, we, we, we've gotten to really rethink how we go to market with our partners and how to rebuild this business and this go to market. Oh, that's so awesome. Thanks for the call out there. And we will definitely get into um, why Meraki is such a critical component in this portfolio. But, you know, in terms of your role at Cisco and kind of the, the global lens you have, like what does your day to day look like? like t talk to us about what it encompasses. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, my day to day is a, is is a mixture. So I now I'm part of a global team now, right? And being part of a global team is very different than if you're in the region or if you if you're actually in, in a country or or um or a territory. So it's it consists of talking to partners a lot. You know, just you know all the range from QBOs to if there is an escalation or if there's an opportunity or a deal. So a part of my day is always reaching out or, or talking to partners. It's also, of course, uh, managing uh, the team and, and talking to the team. And then we have, uh, because we are part of a big part of the company's transformation, we do have a lot of work streams and things that we're working on or new programs we're working on. So that's, uh, that's a big part of the day. And then I'd say there's always an event around the corner. <laughs> so we do spend a lot of time thinking through how do we translate the work that we do into a message that resonates with our customers, our partners, and our teams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks for kind of giving us that breakdown. It sounds like you wear a lot of hats, which is no surprise. Um, you know, as we kind of transition some of our audience is extremely technical. Some of our audience isn't. Can you kind of give a high level overview? Maybe someone is totally new to this term. What is what is the umbrella of managed services? Like, what yeah. does that mean from a Cisco perspective? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so essentially, what is a managed service? A managed service is when a customer asks a partner to take over the management and operation of a part of their IT stack or their whole IT stack. So it could be anything from managing their apps to managing their data center to managing their network. And essentially it, 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 it has come around because of various reasons. I mean, it, this type of business has existed for years. Managed services were always a way for a customer to ensure that they have a particular service level and thereby they would sign a service level agreement with a partner. But more so in the last couple of years, the role of IT has really changed. IT used to be seen as, you know, the folks in the basement working on support tickets, working on the stuff that nobody understood. But now because every business is a technology business, IT has come outside of the basement and they're and they're in the C-suite taking really strategic decisions around the direction of the company and helping the CEO and the C-level of a company really decide how that company is going to get digitized. What does digital transformation, transformation look like? And so that trend, alongside with the complexity around all these different technologies that there are today, alongside the move to the cloud, and also, especially with the pandemic, um, the lack of skills in these new technologies, such as security, right? We all know that there's a lack of skills 
insecurity has made and accelerated customers to really understand that, you know, IT is not our business. So maybe we need somebody else to help us. And that's essentially why we've seen this, this huge um, sort of acceleration or move to companies to really look at managed service providers to help them with their IT outcomes. Um, and it's fascinating. It did accelerate during the pandemic because of course, everybody suddenly was working from home. And so companies were like, who can help us set this all up and make sure that right. you know it's secure and that there's connectivity wherever our employees are working from um, and connect and protect as we say at Cisco. And so it's it's been really fascinating to see this 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 wave. And for Cisco, what that actually translates to, we did a, a routes to market study where we actually tried to slice our total addressable market by route to market. And we found out that about 45% uh, of Cisco's total addressable market by 2025 will be sold as a managed service. Wow. And to, yeah. And today that number is only 20%. So even if Cisco was not growing, which is not the case, but even if Cisco is not growing, our $9 billion business of products and services today would have to be $18 billion to match that total addressable market. So fascinating opportunity for us and our partners as we try to deliver customer outcomes. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Such a, a massive market share out there. Um, to, to get after. And it just shows you, to your point, the trends of the business and, and where things are heading and how the pandemic certainly had a role in speeding that up, right? So when it comes to Meraki specifically within the Cisco you know, portfolio, how does Meraki fit into that Cisco overall story of managed services? You mentioned Meraki being one of the best platforms, right, for managed services. So what does that look like? Well, key to our managed services strategy is our ability to give customers the power to monitor, manage, and secure their network, networks in a quick and easy manner, right? And that's just exactly what Meraki does. Meraki is the industry-leading cloud-managed networking solution that really helps simplify the management, the monitoring, and the security, and it helps IT organizations or the customer to really reduce costs and, and save times to save um, save time while they are delivering these highly secure and reliable networks. Plus, of course, Meraki has an ecosystem of over 250 partners that takes those network outcomes and and really augment them for very specific vertical use cases. Right. So it just is the, the gift that keeps on giving in terms of really helping our customers with with uh, with these network outcomes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad you mentioned the ecosystem because that is a huge differentiator for Meraki and gives customers and partners that level of being able to customize exactly what they need for their particular network, right? Um, exactly. You know, when we're talking about partners and what a big component they play in our business, why do you think they've really embraced the Meraki platform? Like what are the differentiators for the partner specifically that makes it so sticky? Well, it's it's really goes to the core of what is a managed service. It really helps our partners increase operational efficiency and increase profitability so that they can run those businesses. In fact, when we were looking at, you know, our, um, when we went out and asked our customers, are you seeing these trends in the move to managed services? 
some of our customers told us, yes, we're, most of our customers said, we're seeing these trends. And then they said, in fact, one of the reasons why we want a partner to do this is because partners can really operate these services efficiently. And a resource at a partner is a revenue center, whereas a resource with us is a cost center. So, and that's exactly why our partners then choose Meraki, because it really helps them um, deliver on an efficient service a service that is also being innovative, right? Because Meraki doesn't just um, deliver uh, the networking now, it delivers secure, reliable networking. And now we have the, the cameras and the sensors. So there's a, there's a ton of other things that the partner can add on to the Meraki service and there, thereby not only delivering a better service, but ensuring that there is profitability and that they can be a going concern. Um, and and it's also, I mean, at the end of the day, deploying and building a service on Meraki is really, really simple, right? Uh, it's simple for service creation, that from the launch to the delivery to the adoption of the service. And it's very, very sticky. So not only is Meraki easy to sell for our partners, um, but it's it's sticky. Once you insert the service there, the, the customer is happy, and then you start delivering all this innovation on top of the platform with ecosystem partners with the other products that we've uh, we've added on. So it really is the true win-win situation for everybody, for the for us, for for the partner and for the customer. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for painting that picture. I think it is helpful for people to kind of understand like all that all that goes into it. So if we take a step back, right, Meraki is one component of that managed services offering, but you know, you are running a $9 billion business, right? There's much more than just Meraki. So kind of, can you talk to us about what is Cisco's role, right? Or what does Cisco see as the opportunity for managed services as a whole, even outside of Meraki? Yeah, I think our, the biggest opportunity we see is we see the industry move away from project-based managed services to catalog-based managed services. So um, managed services is now the best way to deliver on, on these outcomes. And what is an outcome? If you, if you really start thinking about an outcome, there's an underlying uh, technology that gets delivered, a use case, uh, that is solving a specific customer pain point, something that the customer really needs. But then the differentiation about, you know, you can just give the technology to a customer and the customer could work it out. But if you add that services stack of all the way from, discovery, what is the problem that we're trying to solve, to then implementing, you know, the technology, to then monitoring and delivering insights and predicting when something is not going to work, when the network is going to break or the application is not working. So that's what's really the difference in a managed service. And, and, and so Cisco, Cisco has really embraced this opportunity by working with our partners on building a specific technology use cases or, or, or outcomes that we can bring to the market together. And what's unique about Cisco is that we have a breadth of technology and we start pulling the different, what, you know, our different towers of technology or different domains together to deliver those use cases. So in, Mer in Meraki, we see, you know, our networking products come together with our security products to deliver remote secure uh, a remote secure worker um, offer where we can really not only deliver the connectivity but ensure that it's reliable and secure and that the data is not going to be compromised if a, if a, if an employee is working 
in a coffee shop at their home or at the office, right? So that's, I think, what Cisco really uh, starts delivering is we are able, our technology is so broad, we play in so many fields that we're starting to bring these things together and really making it real for a, a specific use case, a specific uh, customer pain point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, sometimes we're such a big organization, we it feels like we can get in our way, but then other times we're really harnessing the strength of being a massive organization and having so many project uh, products and then bridging that divide you know, to your point by like a managed service offering where it's security and your network infrastructure, right? We're, we're kind of bringing the best of both worlds together. And we don't have to do anything in the age. I mean, we don't have to do everything rather in the age of the partner, you know, the partner really is able to bring the best of Cisco and, and build it together with the services and with the capabilities that, you know, that they build that are unique. And it also helps the partners to differentiate and understand where they want to play. Do they want to be a partner that plays more of a consulting or advocacy role? Do they want to be the partner that actually delivers, implements, and then and then uh, drives the adoption of a particular software stack with a bunch of services, with you know advanced services to to drive that adoption? A partner can really pick if they if they work with Cisco, they can really pick the practices that they want to build and build their business around a specialization um, so that then they can also uh, bring be differentiated in the market. That's such a great call out and that feeds perfectly into my next question for you, um, which is kind of talking about how Meraki managed services specifically integrate with existing service provider infrastructures. So what does that look like? And then a second kind of follow-up question to that are what are some of the benefits for our customers? Yeah, sure. So I think uh, Meraki managed services really uh, integrate well with uh, the existing SP infrastructure. And what it, because really it allows the SPs to go beyond the transport, right? And and what what happens is that this results in in really great customer satisfaction, loyalty and increased spend because there's all these other things that you can add on top of the Meraki uh, uh, platform. The other thing is the Meraki cloud is so well, well designed that it's very easy for the customer to benefit from automated deployments. They also have access to the dashboard and all the insights that come with that. Um, the app, they have great analytics and they can attract application level performance and they can control it too. So there are so many there are so many benefits to the customer from the Meraki dashboard. In fact, we see customers and partners really changing the uh, the relationship of how they work together to to deploy networks or to or or to monitor them. And we in some cases we even see co-management, right? Because the dashboard is available for the customer and the partner and they and there's some really interesting operating models uh, that are developing out there and that really um, are built for the world today of being agile, right? Because that's one of the big themes in IT today is you don't want to deploy something that then you can't really manage and automate and, and, and really benefit from. So I think um, Meraki really uh, delivers on all these benefits to the customer and to the service provider. Yeah, amazing. Can you think of, you know, as we're talking about Meraki managed services, can you think of an example or maybe like 
an aha moment that you've had, you know, leading this organization where you've seen um, a project implemented kind of like a Meraki manages services with a particular customer or where maybe your team had the aha moment or the customer did where they were able to do something really unique within their network um, by utilizing, you know, the partner and the managed services platform. Well, I think we've seen that in in big in big deployments, especially in retail, right? I, I it's unbelievable how easy it, it well, easy probably is not the right word, but it it's really great to see um sorry Sammy, can we just stop there? Can I I forgot, can I talk about Starbucks or can I mention uh, Yes. Uh I believe so because they're on our website, like as a customer reference story. Um, but hold on, let me notate the time here. It's about at 20 minutes. Um, let me check to make sure they're on the. So I, yeah, I can think of a lot of examples, Sammy, but my favorite is this big, uh, coffee franchise that really wanted to make sure that they had the best network connectivity in store because it really amplifies their customer experience from ordering to seeing, you know, what's available and everything. And they and the other the other big problem statement they had is they need this to uh, be deployed quickly in thousands of retail outlets across uh, across the country and across the world. And so they turned uh, to to a service provider and Meraki to really solve for this. So they started with six thousand five hundred stores in uh, in North America, and then once that solution was deployed, they went to another eighty countries, and they saved about forty thousand hours of manual labor and about twenty wow. million in opex savings. And you know how long it took to configure a store seven oh. minutes down wow. from six hours right that's incredible so, it's an incredible i mean and this is the power of meraki right because once once you really plan out where plan out what the service is going to look like through our service creation process and you and you understand what use cases the customer is really looking for um the the, the partner builds this builds this up and then they can deploy it and it's it's almost it's almost automatic because the configuration is so easy. And then once you have it deployed, then you don't need, you know, hundreds of IT people to manage it because the platform delivers insights and 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 provides that visibility that you need. So you don't you don't have to have somebody walking to a store every single day or every single week to check that everything is all right, right? Um, but then the really interesting thing comes, and, and this is the power of a managed service. So once you deliver what I call the foundational use case, connectivity in store, then you open up an opportunity for what else can you innovate on top of it? And that's where our um, partners come in, right? They can, during the pandemic, for example, if there was the need to ensure that everybody coming into the store had a mask on, you could literally deploy also a Meraki camera and an application from one of our um, partners, one of our Meraki marketplace partners to see that people were having a mask in store, right? And then complying with local regulation. So, and, and that was a use case for the pandemic, but there are so many different use cases 
um, in the retail industry, in the in industry and in factories, I mean, in offices, you name it. This is the power of a managed service. You start with a foundational use case and then you build and you build and you build. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. Right. That's incredible. Literally six hours down to seven minutes to just to, to just deploy <laughs> a store um, is incredible. I mean, the time savings alone, like I, I'm sure for, you know, these massive companies, the what did you say the net saving was, was overall for that company? It was about 20 million, I think, on that particular use case. Wow. That's absolutely incredible. So, I mean, what advice would you give, you know, even on a smaller scale for partners or service providers who are considering uh, Meraki managed services or a managed service offering? Like, how do you, where do you start? I guess, where do you begin if you're interested? I think you always start with what is, what is the customer looking for? Like, what is the, the problem statement or the pain points that, that we are trying to address at the, at the customer? And then you really look at the range of services that Meraki and the and the partner together can can really offer and that they can build. And of course, you know, it it's very it depends on on the vertical, right? What which type? What is the customer? Is the customer a hospital? Are they a retail uh, franchise? Depends what 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 is the customer? And then once you've identified the problem statement, you've matched it with the with the services, then it. You, you should really uh, look at how, how do you plan it out, right? What is the, what is the value pro proposition? And then how do you plan out the deployment of that service? Um, and then I think the most important thing is we can all get to solving the problem. But the, the, the really interesting thing about the managed service is that life cycle. Because once you, once you deploy it, you need to keep on feeding it and you need to keep up with innovation and new trends. And again, the power of Cisco is that you can start thinking about what other things can I add? Is there an opportunity here to look at our collaboration services once you've deployed a Meraki network, right? Is, does the customer also need some collaboration services or you can look at security? So, but I think it always starts with a customer problem statement and matching that with what the partner and Cisco together can offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you called out to feeding it, right? And nurturing it. Like once you've deployed a managed service, the, the beauty to Meraki too, and our, our licensing model is right, deploying um, software updates right away, right? Mm -hmm. Working with ecosystem partners, it's super easy to configure and change and edit and monitor what you need out of a solution. So our, our platform makes it so easy to keep innovating once you do have something deployed. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been talking about a lot of the good, but there's always the flip side, right? So I, I do want to talk a little bit about, you know, from your perspective, what are some of the biggest pain points and challenges that you're hearing from customers out there right now? Um, I, I think it's, I mean, customer, the big pain point right now is just the complexity of what is out there. Um, and I think, and of course, customers, as we go into different economic conditions are also very pressed for, uh, they, customers don't want to spend on CapEx. They don't want big CapEx outlays. They, um, they are finding everything is too expensive. They don't want to commit to things. And that's why you've also seen the trend to as a service, right? Customers are really 
starting to ex explore I shouldn't need to commit to something. I should be able to pay as I go or pay as, as along. And if I don't like it, I, I, I switch to something else. Um, the other thing that I that we also hear is um, going back to this talent issue, um, because there is, an, uh, there is a, a talent shortage in certain technology areas, uh, they're finding that it's, it's really time consuming to find and retain ta talent. And, and, and also the other big trend is customers, as I said in the beginning, um, they, they're not being able to be specialized in a, in a certain area of, of IT. So they're really looking, uh, who can help and, and they don't want to manage a ton of vendors. So they want to, they want, they are looking for a partner that can sort of simplify this whole IT space for, for them. Yeah, that makes total sense. It is, I, I feel like that's a trend across all customers. You know, you mentioned retaining and finding top talent um, that has been something on the forefront of a lot of customers' minds since the pandemic, right? I feel like since, you know, we're all going remote and a lot of people, there was a great resignation and people changing jobs and shifting and moving around. I keep hearing that as a constant, which is interesting. It, yes, it's uh, it's it's a it's it's a big challenge, and as you see these new technologies, also people get confused because everybody, of course, is now talking about AI and ML, and and they're trying to figure out: Am I doing? Am I should I be doing something that I'm not? Am I missing the boat on something? So that's another thing that's also very top of mind: is how do you stay with the current trends and make sure that you are modernizing and not being left behind? Right. Right. You know, let's just talk about it. Um, AI, right? It is everywhere now and we're hearing about it all the time. Um, and the talk of the town is NLP and LLM models, which I'll have you explain for our listeners who don't know. And I'd also like some education there. So what do you think is the impact that AI will have on our business and, and how does that further the shift towards managed services? Yeah. So First of all, let's start with, you know, AI means artificial intelligence. It basically means that machines at some point in time will be, will be, will have intelligence built into them and will be more intelligent than we, than us humans, right? Uh, I think um, that's called the point of singularity, right? When, uh, when machines uh, will, and I think now they're saying it's, uh, it's actually been reduced. It's in 27 years, machines will be more intelligent than humans. Um, or rather, <laughs> I, I, I don't know exactly if I completely abide to that, but what, right. what I find really fascinating about um, artificial intelligence is what is underlying underneath, which is what you mentioned, which is the natural language processing model and the models and the large language models. And what are these? These are basically large algorithms of, uh, well, they're basically large data sets that then have large mathematical algorithms that basically let us compute things faster and quicker than the human mind. And we saw that, you know, with the start of chess and IBM's Big Blue uh, beating uh, the chess masters and all of that. And that's how this, this, this whole thing started. But what's really interesting is how it's now hitting the business world. So we've seen, you know, the, the sort of more consumer applications to it in gaming or, or things like this. But in, in the business world, it's really changing business workflows and business processes. And it's doing things that um, human, human be, you know, tasks, it's automating tasks that 
many that you would need many humans for. And so the first place that it started hitting was actually professional services. So think of accounting and uh, law and, you know, um, there's a there's a, a law module called e-discovery that basically um, reads all the documents and, and can already come out with uh, judgments or points of view that that means you don't need a lawyer anymore because it's just reading the law and then it tells you what 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 the judgment should be in the business in the enterprise world it actually is very uh close to managed services because managed services to to really deliver those profitable managed services you need better automation you need better business observability and so with ai you will be able to automate a lot of these, uh, a, a lot of the the processes to deliver visibility and insights on the monitoring of a network, on the monitoring of an application, and so we're already seeing um, we're already seeing the impact of AI algorithms to ensure that we can uh, be faster and deliver better managed services. Right, be it. The metrics, you know, the, the, the acronym of MELT, the metrics, the events, the logs, or the traces. And so we will start seeing some services that we can deliver that don't necessarily need humans behind it, but the technology that is being built to better help our, our customers really manage uh, our networks, manage security um, more efficiently. Wow, that's so fascinating. I truly feel like we could do a whole entire podcast on AI and how it's affecting the business world. Yeah, I think it will be it will be it will be fascinating to see all the different kinds of services that will emerge um and mm -hmm. the and the technology well, the technology innovation that will deliver new services um and the, and and the possibilities are really endless, right? Um you yeah. you can you can deploy an algorithm to deliver metrics every day uh, or to manage your events and your logs and in theory actually move the workload from one space to another if you know if if one part of the network goes down the the AI can 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 action that themselves right so it will right. it will might it might be it might do the visibility the insights and the action itself an agent a bot can do that itself it won't need a human to do that now what's really interesting because the other day i was i was actually <laughs> reading up on this before this podcast and i mean we humans we we can we can come up with so many different creative ideas of you know of of how we can build services around this technology now mm -hmm. the reality is that especially when you look at our big customers there's a lot of legacy infrastructure there and there's you know some of our big banks still have mainframes um so the, what will what will uh, slow down and, and make some of this, or rather, we have to have some reality and practicality is there's still a lot of work to do in terms of API standardization, in terms of the documentation of those APIs, in terms of the integration of different systems. You know, we don't have like a, a standard that every system talks to each other uh, yet, right? Um, so... I think what will slow down, slow down some of this, it will be somebody can come up with the ultimate um, AI bot to solve um, event logs, but then integrating it in, into the reality of a customer um, mm -hmm. 
there's still, you know, there's still some some work to do. Not everything will be automated and easily configurable and, and, and easily to provision. Um, right. So I, I think that's what will will slow us down a, a little bit. But I but at the same time, it is a huge opportunity for any managed service provider that has to actually go and figure this out for customers. Right. Um, right. So it's it's I think there's lots of opportunity for us to collaborate there. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, we have time for one more question here. This has been such a fun conversation. This feeds perfectly into it, which is what do you see as the next frontier for managed services, whether that's at Cisco or Meraki or beyond? Um, what, what, what's next? Uh, the, the next big thing for managed services is really we've now done the jump where or are in the process of doing the jump where every managed service was a project-based managed service. It was bespoke. It was only for that customer. A lot of the time it might have involved actually the transfer of people. And it wasn't about all these great things that we've talked about in AI around automation um, and visibility and insights and actions. Um, so we're seeing now the jump from project-based to catalog-based managed services. And that's the next big thing is how can we make service creation with our providers scalable so that we all have very um, successful, so we define really successful catalogs between us, right? So the catalogs of services that our partners have have Cisco in it, and it's it's easy to deploy any Cisco-based managed service, kind of a la Meraki, right? Um, that's that's the next big thing. And eventually we will have this world, which Gartner calls uh, composable managed services, where uh, systems are so well configured and integrated that really it's just building blocks. And you can take a piece of a managed service from this partner and that partner and put it together. But right now, the really big thing is how do we scale and manage services in, in this catalog world so that a customer goes to a partner and they can choose something from Cisco out of a partner catalog and it's easy to deploy and it, it's not just Meraki, it has other, other parts of Cisco in it. Right, yeah, makes sense. Kind of a choosing from a menu really and then it's a very repeatable and an easy process for, for partners um, to pick up and do with customers and Sounds like you've got a lot of work on your hands. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of work to do with our partners, and the the key is really making service create creation scalable, um, and and not a bespoke engagement every time, and and ensuring, for example, one of the new things we're currently uh, launching is service creation health checks. Cisco has over two thousand seven hundred managed services that we've built with our partner network globally. Um, we're going in into some of these and, and we're doing health checks and making sure that our latest innovation is there and that we have the life cycle services and that we have, you know, uh, software adoption services and that we are incentivizing the partners to do this and to do the refresh um, of the technology that is there. So there's there's a there's a lot of work to do and to make. To, and to demystify managed services, because sometimes people think this is complicated. This is not complicated. It's just what you said, Sammy. It's really about how a customer can go to a partner and choose from a menu of Cisco things that they can buy and that, and that, and that drives uh, business process automation or a network outcome that they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, this is so 
fascinating. I feel like I learned a ton about managed services um, in the last 40 minutes here. And I'm taking a lot of nuggets in my head already that I can take back to my team, being a sales leader and leading a team in public sector on the things we can do for our customers. This is just opening up so many possibilities. So thank you for your time today. It was so lovely having you on the podcast. Thank you, Sammy. And uh, I wish you all the best for the rest of the year. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, another great episode, folks, of the Meraki Unboxed podcast. Hopefully you took away something valuable today as well. Um, we'll be back in another two weeks with more content, a brand new episode. Hope all is well. Stay safe out there and we'll check in with you soon. Bye.